a place where we unpack all things related to mothering. This is a community where we aim to create a comfortable space that allows for active discussion without judgment. Find us at thecuriousmother.com and follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at thecuriousmother. Welcome to The Curious Mother. I'm Kristen Daly. I'm Melissa Miller. And welcome to our podcast. This is our first one. We're so excited to be recording. Um, Today we want to give you a great idea about who we are and what this podcast is going to be about. So um, I'm going to start by asking you a few questions, Kristen. Sounds good. (laughs) So first off, tell me who you are, what you do. Okay. So obviously my name is Kristen Daly. Um... I am 43 and um, mom of three kids, a clinical health psychologist. So um, I kind of like to bridge the gap between physical health and mental health. And so I work a lot with folks who have chronic health conditions or um, psychological conditions that have really strong um, mental health components. Like I'm a behavioral sleep specialist. So I've worked in sleep medicine for a very long time. Um, in my free time, I am really active. I love to run, even though I'm a very slow runner. I still love it. And um, have a good um, core group of close girlfriends and um, married to a great guy named Jeff. <laughs> uh, how old are your kids? So my oldest is 13. Um, it's so crazy. I feel like he's about to be, well, we're, I guess, 13 and a half, creeping close to 14, which <laughs> to me really solidifies having a teenager. Yes. And then my middle child is nine, about to be ten, and my little one is seven, about to be eight. So we are in this, I like to call it the salad days kind of spot in parenting because they are all pretty delightful right now. Um, They all get along with each other um, for the most part. I mean, you know, normal sibling conflicts, but... Um, we are all bracing ourselves for the day that the uh, daily girls um, start to go through puberty and um, fully <laughs> embrace hormones. Um, so I kind of have this feeling like I'm in this like sweet spot that maybe is going to last about two more years. And then um, I'm probably going to need to be heavily medicated. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I'm just going to have to throw in here. I do hope that we hear some daily girl stories from when they were little in this podcast <laughs> because your two girls are adorable, but a riot. I mean, they are the funniest girls possible. So um, we can't wait to hear some stories about them. Yeah. So you have a middle schooler and two elementary school kids. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, and tell me about um, uh, how you balance work, life, career, home, yourself. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because... Um, I became a psychologist a little bit later, so um, I started my career working in healthcare and sleep medicine, and um, went to get my master's in psych and was pregnant with my oldest Thomas while I was um, getting finishing up my master's degree. So I was like seven months pregnant when I defended my master's thesis. Wow! And my goal at that point was to work in adolescent psych, and so um, I um, had. Ended up having two job offers, and one of them was in sleep. The other was adolescent psych. The sleep job paid a lot more, so I ended up going back into sleep. And um, had I, so I was pregnant with Cooper, my my middle daughter, um, while I was doing my dissertation comps or my my doctoral comps, mm-hmm. and um, 
I defended my dissertation six weeks after my youngest, Sylvie, was born. So I feel like these guys have always been intermingled with my career. And I actually, you know, tried to stay home with my oldest when I first had him because I, my um, best friend who was had, was a mom, she her daughter's a year ahead of him. She stayed home, and it really just looked to me like the ideal way to parent. And I stayed home with him for six months, and I was miserable. And the truth is, it probably it had an element of, of postpartum depression was mm-hmm. probably pr- present, which I didn't really recognize then. Yeah. Um, but I got offered this job and it was a really great job and I gleefully went back to work <laughs> and it's funny I've never looked back um and they used to uh with my middle with my middle daughter and then my last child they all had bets in the office of how long I could stand to take a maternity leave because I really am the kind of person who just really loves work and I've really embraced that about my personality and I really had to come up with a new motto and my motto was I'm a better mom because I work and one of the things I do do is I have um, a limit of how many hours per week I'm allowed to be committed, and that includes work hours, volunteer commitments, even social stuff is in that equation. I my, love that. My limit is 55 to 58 hours, <laughs> and, and so it's a lot more than 40 hours, but that really that includes you know going to kids' events, So and I do that. It's kind of like a moving window, so if I'm going to add something new to my plate, I have to look at what it's going to knock off because... Yeah. That's the only way I can really stay balanced. I've learned, I've had weeks where I've been way more committed and um, it does not go well. And I really, it's funny because the older my kids get, the more relational parenting is. You know, when they're little, they're exhausting. And now it's about the relationship. And so when they're little, they don't really notice you're not there. Right. And now they notice. And um, so it's really changed the nature of our weekends in that, we really try to not make many weekend plans because I need to be present. Yeah. And that, and we, we also do family dinner every night. And um, my hope is to hold on to that as long as is humanly possible. Um, but that, like, that's kind of my theme is when I'm at work, I'm at work. But when I walk out of work, I honestly really fight to not think about it till the next day when I go back. So I don't have access to my work email at home. I really set a huge boundary. That's awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. And just quickly, why did you become a psychologist? So um, my, you know, the best example of this is, um, you know, to me there are two types of psychologists. There are those who come from really crazy families, and there are those who are just really interested in psychology. And I am the former, not the latter. (laughs) Um, And uh, the best example of this was uh, about six months ago, my mother was in the hospital, and um, she was giving the nurses a very hard time. And um, one of the nurses came in and said, you know, and my mom introduced me. And my mom said, you know, she's a psychologist. And, uh, and the nurse looked at me and said, well, um, you know, I wonder what you did to help her become a psychologist. <laughs> and my mom could help it. She just immediately cracked up because we both knew. <laughs> the, the story behind that was uh, was probably not when the nurse was really 
<laughs> thinking was the source. So um, I spent a, a lot of my adulthood trying to figure out how to manage some of the uh, crazy family dynamics I was raised in. And uh, But I also feel like it's really turned me into a pretty intuitive psychology mm-hmm. psychologist. Like, I, you know, I think about the Malcolm Gladwell and his um, 10,000 hours to be an expert. And I feel like I started my 10,000 hours, like, really early. <laughs> <laughs> I had you all beat. <laughs> Well, I hope we're going to hear some of those um, early year stories in this podcast as well, because I think they'll have us all chuckling. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now it's my turn to get to introduce, uh, to interview Melissa. So, Melissa, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. So, I am 40. I am a mom of two. I have a nine-year-old daughter and an eight-year-old son. Um, they are in second and third grade right now. I wish they were uh, um, two years apart, but it is what it is. Um, <laughs> I'm dreading the day where they leave our house one year after another. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was right. really poor timing. <laughs> yes, very poor timing. Um, I am also a psychologist. Um, Kristen and I are in the same group practice, so we're both in private practice. Um, my area of expertise is with eating disorders, body image, self-esteem, um, I really have a heart for kind of, um, I guess I guess it started as women's issues, but really once I got it really involved in the body image, I kind of realized it's not just women's issues, it's just like human issues. Yeah. And so um, I no longer say that I kind of specialize in women because I think this is across the board just a struggle. Yeah. So that's where my heart lies. Um, for fun, I really... I am an extrovert turned introvert in later in life. And so I used to love going out and parties. And now I love nothing more than being at home, (laughs) hunkering down. I love to be with smaller groups of people. Um, We're kind of also in that dreamy phase, too, where our kids like us and they want to be around us. And I know that's going to change soon. So I'm really (laughs) trying to just capture everything I can. Um, I love cooking, reading, reading. walking my dog. That's kind of me in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your special dog. <laughs> oh, my sweet dog. So it sounds really strange to say that I am a person who, in my career, I specialize in eating disorders, and I have a morbidly obese dog. I mean, my poor dog, we have been trying to get her to lose weight for three years now, and she has gained seven pounds. So oh, no. um, we don't know what's going on, but my vet shames me every time I take her in, and we're trying so hard. I did come to the discovery this week that I think we have a, we have a yard that kind of is backed up by woods. I think she is catching baby animals or dead animals and eating them and I really I think that's the culprit so um I don't know what we're gonna do about this but we just cannot get this dog to trim down no matter how much we uh move her um but we love her she's a rescue dog and she is just so thankful to sleep uh, 23 and a half hours a day. Uh, she is just my favorite thing. <laughs> Melissa, what made you decide to become a psychologist? That's such a great question. I've kind of, I've known uh, ever since I was probably in middle school that this is what I wanted to wow. do. I know. Um, why this particular area? I actually, um, I, I think I'm a very relational person. I love knowing people not surface level small talk exhausts me I can't do it but I really love to know people well and to 
be a sounding board. I wanted to be a couples therapist, and that's what I initially specialized in. But all of my placements in grad school, at the end of it, I would look back and be like, well, now 95% of my caseload is women struggling with self-esteem and eating and body image. And it just, it's like the stars aligned and there was a path made for me. And it felt really good for me to be working with those clients. And I loved it. And so it was my last year that I was like, you know what? Clearly, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I just kind of rerouted and um, I'm so glad I did. Yeah, yeah. How do you do work-life balance? Um, I struggle with it constantly. <laughs> um, it's hard for me. It, al- it always has been hard for me because I am the kind of person who um, I really love my family and I love being at home but I also really love what I do. And when I'm at work, I'm happy and I'm excited to be here and I always want to take on more. But then that infringes on my time at home. And when I'm at home, I am kind of my, like you said, I can leave work at work. And when I'm home, it's great. And so I feel like I have a really hard time having good time boundaries. And so unlike you who has worked out this beautiful equation, (laughs) I feel like I am constantly vacillating back and forth and always being, you know, always feeling the scales tip at times. And so I am always trying to figure out, always trying to stay in tune with how am I doing? Where am I at? And I, um, unfortunately, I feel like I'm the kind of person who likes to commit quickly when I'm excited about something. But once I think about it, I usually have to circle back and be like, you know, now that I've thought about it, I don't really have as much time and energy to put into everything that I want to. So um, I, I don't have it figured out. I struggle with it all the time. Yeah, I feel like I've, um, we worked together for five years now, and I feel like I've watched you really trying to work through, like, what it looks like, and, you know, and I I do, it seems to me like you've gotten a much better handle on it, like, you know, um, because I I think I can remember you aiming for, do I do a couple of longer days, and then, um, you know, it was it was neat to see as elementary school started your recognition that I need to be there and I want to be there. And so that's actually been always one of the things that I've admired about you is the fact that, you know, you walk out the door when you need to walk out the door. And I think that that's pretty fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> so the struggle is not as obvious. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's talk a little bit about what this podcast is going to be about and why The Curious Mother. So, um... So yeah, what? Why? Why are we doing this, Kristen? Okay, so um, this actually manifested. Um, it was actually your idea, Melissa. But um, we had. Um, so we have um, had lots of various different media projects, and um, I think that one of the things that we have always just really had amazing rapport. Mm-hmm. We unfortunately we crack each other up probably a little bit too much. And one of the things that we've discovered too is even when we get together to record, we have to be very aware that we need to at some point hit record, right? Because we could just talk. Because <laughs> we'll just all talk. Day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that there is enough time to ever for us to run out of conversations, right? Right. But um, when we were talking, one of the things that we really recognized was, so we were thinking about the idea of having something to be more of a resource to moms, because in my sense, we have a ton of resources available until, you know, those first five years, you're probably, you're fairly well covered. You know, there's even a book 
parenting the first five years, you know. <laughs> and then after that, it starts to get a little bit murky. Mm-hmm. And we had been swapping just different challenges we were experiencing with our own kiddos. And I think that even being parented by a psychologist has its own set of yeah. st- challenges. But um, as we were sharing some of our struggles, we recognized that this is something that a lot of folks go through. And then we just we recognize that this might be really great fodder for a podcast. Right, right. And we think, we hope a podcast will be a really safe spot because another thing that we recognize is sometimes it's hard to ask questions about things you don't know about or you're not sure how you feel about or things that you're scared about. And I think that um, our society these days is kind of quick to judge and... Um, and, and sometimes it's just not safe to have open, honest conversations to figure out where you land. And so we don't want this to be a podcast where we're not telling you how to think. We're not telling you what you're going to believe or decide or how to parent or how to take care of yourself. But we want to be a place where we're just going to explore relevant topics and try to present a lot of different sides of the story so that everybody can figure out, well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, without any judgment, without any criticism, without um, without stigma. Yeah. And, and we really hope to present... Um, balanced views because one of the things that I think has been a big challenge is sometimes you can get information that is incredibly biased and I think it happens on both sides of of every fence and um, so our hope is really to be able to present that middle ground there are going to be times you know um, we are both scientists essentially Mm -hmm. and so sometimes that may um, may skew us a little bit Um, but our hope is that we're not going to to have kind of a one-sided opinion. Um, so we played around a lot with name. Yep. And, um, you know, this this baby actually has taken a lot more than nine months to mature. <laughs> um, and the initial name that we came up with was the, the Brave Mom Tribe. And um, we started with that name Mostly, part of it is because we had been inspired by Glennon Doyle Mountain if, and um, her Brene Brown. and Brene Brown, and you know, and they talk a lot about bravery and the importance of bravery in your life, and um, you know, Brene hones in on being open to vulnerability, which are I would say that um, both of those ladies are huge. Um, we are we are big fans of them and very inspired by them. And so initially we thought it was really important for us to focus on where we could find our own bravery. And so that seemed pretty critical for the name. Yeah. Um, but it didn't really, it didn't land well with us for long um, for a couple of reasons. Because um, one is when you think of Brave Mom Tribe, you know, tribe is such a... Um, it's a pop culture world right now that I think mm-hmm. it's misused. And we also wanted to recognize that we are white chicks who maybe can't own the name tribe yes. in, in a, in a fair way. And yes. we didn't want to be disrespectful to anyone. Yeah. Um, and, and that it, it's not only about bravery, but we really wanted, um, we wanted it to be about really being vulnerable and open and ha- and, it, and having a safe spot. So it just felt like we were narrowing in in a place that um, was too small. Yeah, yeah. We had, um, so we had a lunch, and it was funny. We both, like, we had engaged with the name. We had built a website with the name, but we were still wrestling with the name. And um, we, so we ended up, we were having a lunch one day, and 
um, we were essentially saying, okay, if it wasn't going to be Brave Mom Tribe, what would it be? And we had this ridiculous brainstorm. I, w- I, I wish I had my notes from the brainstorm because I, at one point I had sent Melissa a text um, because I found out another word for a group other than tribe was a horde with an <laughs> H-O-R-D-E. <laughs> and I think you politely were like, uh, no. <laughs> I was just trying. I was de- I was digging into that thesaurus, <laughs> and we kept we kept throwing things out there, and nothing was sticking. And so finally, it was one of those scenarios where we recognized we only had forty five minutes for this meeting, and we were thirty five minutes in, and we really hadn't accomplished very much because we had been so stuck on name. So we both were like, we just have to set this aside. We Let can't. It go. Yeah, we can't say anymore. And then what was it? Thirty seconds later. <laughs> We came across it, and um, because what happened was we tra- we shifted into what we wanted to accomplish, and what we identified we really wanted to accomplish was to be curious about a lot of different things. Like, why do we do the things that we do? Why are we all drawn to to different things? Why why do some cultures do it one way and some cultures do it another way? And the more we focused on what our topics were and the questions we had about our topics, curiosity was just all over the place. Yep. It just came, and it, and it felt so right. So being curious to us means listening with a really open heart, open mind, being willing to explore things before feeling the pressure to um, know everything. Yeah, there's a um, mindfulness technique called being a curious scientist. And it's where you, when you're going into an environment, instead of coming in with preconceived notions, you know, like a simple thing of going to the DMV, we all know what that is like. But what would happen if you went to the DMV and you thought about it from the perspective of some, you know, sociologist who'd been dumped in the middle of this town and didn't know what this place was you know why are all these people in line you know why did they choose that form of dress and you know and what happens is when you turn on curiosity you turn off judgment and you are open to everything an experience has to offer uh let's talk about some of the topics that we're going to cover so people get excited about new podcasts to come yeah so one of the things that we are pretty lucky in the line of work that we do is we actually know a lot of experts in a lot of different areas so one of our big goals is to try to pull in both local and national experts in um the different topics we bring up was sometimes it's going to be just the two of us because it might be that the topic is more personal or we might feel like we have enough information in that area and other times it's really fun to be able to bring in some guests um but you know every time we've gotten together to brainstorm we have had just a huge list and that always makes me feel very very um excited and again it shows just how like we can ping pong in lots of different directions. Um, topics I am excited about are um, the we're going to do at least one on puberty. Yeah, it, it's on my mind a lot. <laughs> if not ten or twenty, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, parenting different age ranges. Um, hopefully, a, a couple of episodes at least on middle schooling because that is its own animal. Yeah. Um, and uh, we are going to try to hit some of the little bit more controversial areas like vaccinations, mm-hmm. um, 
sleep, of course, because I can't help that. Love um, sleep, and everybody needs to know about it. <laughs> and body image, <laughs> and um, eating disorders, and um, so we're we're not going to try to hang out for uh, always in psychopathology, of course. But it's more like what is something that um, maybe we can see is shifting in the the way we understand these things, yeah. you know. And also a lot of topics about. Um, how we're taking care of ourselves as moms, right? Mm-hmm. And also all the anxieties that go into raising kids and how we're reacting out of those anxieties and our relationships as moms and as wives or single moms or and, and how do we take really good care of ourselves because we're still people mm-hmm. even if we're taking even if we're mom. Yeah, and mom culture in general yeah. because, you know, one of the things I always think about is we're, we're hardwired for self-comparison. It's just part of our natural DNA. But we are in a really unique time where, you know, I can compare myself to a mom in Norway if I right. want to. Right. And so it, it, as we see things kind of moving through rather than pop culture, mom culture, yeah. um, we're going to hope to try to capture those topics and really try to give them a deep exploration. Yep. I'm excited. We also want to be open to um, hearing what our listeners want to hear about. And so we do have a website. It's thecuriousmother.com. You can follow us on Instagram. Um, And we want your feedback. We want you to engage to let us know, like, what are the things that you're worried about or curious about or what can we unpack here for you? So let us know what is most on your minds because we want to make sure that um, we're aware of what everybody's struggling with. Yeah, our goal is to develop a community. And so we are going to try to, um, we have blogs that will accompany the different uh, podcasts and resources on our blog. Um, And so we're hoping that it's going to be something that you feel a part of, you know, that you will feel a part of our group or horde or whatever, (laughs) whatever word we want to use. We have set a goal not to say the word curious more than five times per episode. Although it's going to be real hard. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we recognize that that could go south real fast. <laughs> so so if you're annoyed, just hold on, please. <laughs> Have some grace. Our um, our episodes intend to be in the range of 25 to 30 minutes, um, simply because that matches a lot of driving around town. And speaking of driving around town, our goal is always to make these appropriate to listen to with our kiddos. Right. We're going to keep the F-bombs under control. And we will warn you if we don't. Right. And, um, you know, we will share definitely some personal stories, um, but we have really cleared this with our kiddos. And sometimes um, I know I naturally may blur who did what um, to protect the innocent or not so innocent. (laughs) So we hope that you enjoy this as much as um, we're going to enjoy diving into everything. So um, stay tuned and for our next episodes. Thank you for joining us. find resources related to episode topics. Please join our community and add your voice. Follow us on Instagram at The Curious Mother. Thanks for listening.